0: We feel like we're a red carpet to the production, so we're not down there having a good time. I try not to upstage what's going on on stage. Hi, my name is Alan Champion, and I'm a sign language interpreter. My work as a sign language interpreter in the theater is less Anchored to the script. I use the script as almost like a dictionary or a reference tool. I'm much more interested in the performance and seeing what it is that the audience is getting. What's the director trying to get across to the audience? You can get some of that from the script, but some of it's really through the actors' per- interpretations themselves. Well, I'm like the, the boy that was raised by the wolves. My parents are deaf, and so I was kind of an outsider brought in by birth. So I've been signing my entire life, and it's been a part of my entire life. I was a singer in college, I majored in music, and it wasn't until I left college that my sister gave me a call and said, guess what, they are hiring people at the local community college to do what we already know how to do. Of course at the time I had no idea how much training you really needed to be a, a professional sign language interpreter, but I dove right in headfirst and began interpreting in the local college. That's in some ways how I built up my chops as a sign language interpreter. The performance world and the interpreting world began to merge. When I was living in St. Louis between 78 and 80, I was doing summer stock theater in the summertime and then during the academic year, I was interpreting at a college. At one point, a company from, I think Iowa, came through town to do a production of The Authentic Life of Billy the Kid and somebody roped me into interpreting it with no no preparation time. I interpreted four characters by myself, uh, and the deaf folks that came, and there was a crowd of them. Just loved it, and I loved doing it because it was meaningful. It meant something to them. I felt like I was really providing a service, and that's what my work is all about. Because there wasn't training when I started, I was shanghaied into teaching in the programs when they began, and I had to get my training very much on an ad hoc basis. As a result of that, I'm still training, and I've probably spent more hours in training than most people who go through an interpretive training program, and with some of the gurus in the field, I've been very fortunate to be mentored and trained by top dogs in the field. Believe it or not, because I was living in the Midwest, my first exposure to Children of Lesser God was not until Phyllis Fralick got up on stage and received her Tony Award for it. I share this award with... And I saw this deaf woman get up and start signing and I thought, what the heck happened here? There's a Broadway show that talks about issues related to my life, my parents' life. And it was about that time, maybe six months or so later, that I moved to New York and I got to see the show. I worked with the actors on the show because I was hired to work as a sign language interpreter backstage. As it turns out, it reflected some transitions that were happening in communication in the deaf community. Um, Such an important work, just like Miracle Worker was. I think there is a difference between interpreting for a play like Miracle Worker or or a Shakespearean work or a Broadway musical. Miracle Worker has its own unique set of circumstances we have to take into consideration. For example, there are a lot of visuals in the show. Helen Keller's movements, how she's learning to adapt to her environment, the relationship she has with Annie Sullivan, her l- teacher and lifelong friend. There's a lot of visual information that doesn't need to be interpreted. And one of the jobs that we interpreters have that you don't get from a script is how do, when do we get out of the way? When do we stop interpreting? When is the information that's being given auditorily available visually as well. So we have to think about those things. Dividing up the characters amongst a team of three interpreters is very, very important. Uh, And it shouldn't be about what we need, but more about what the audience needs and what will make it easy for them to figure out who is interpreting for whom. Uh, as the play gets more and more characters in it, it becomes more and more tricky. It's important to time your interpretation so that an audience member can watch the show, and Miracle worker is a wonderful example of this. I watched this last week several times happen with the students, because this, this particular interpretive performance is for deaf students. We noticed at key times throughout the show, they will all be looking at the play, and almost all of them will turn to the interpreters to find out what it is that they're saying right now. You're waiting for that moment. You don't want to be interpreting while they're looking at the stage. It's a constant give and take Uh, and you're trying to be sensitive to that audience reaction so that they get the information uh, when they need it, when they want it. Sometimes we have access to the staff, the the artistic staff. We might have specific questions to ask about the script, Uh, but for myself, I personally like to just hear an actor or a director talk about their work. It's informative to hear them just talk about it. A good interpreter is a good listener. And uh, it's a wonderful treat when you get that opportunity for a show. We don't get it very often. Uh, I have interpreted a number of Broadway shows, maybe close to 90. I think my favorite Broadway show I ever interpreted was a production by Steppenwolf called Grapes of Wrath. It was a beautiful production. It touches on my homeland. I'm from Oklahoma, actually. I think anything that is heavily based on the auditory or plays on words in English, Neil Simon can be tricky. Lanford Wilson can be tricky. Uh, Noel Coward can be very tricky to interpret. Stephen Sondheim's musicals are very, very challenging to interpret because they're rapid, oftentimes. A lot of people are amused by the fact that musicals are so popular for deaf people. They love to go to the musicals. Some people do have residual hearing, so there is some enjoyment of the sound. There is enjoyment of the music, the vibration that one feels. Currently, I love Wicked. I love Next to Normal. Those two shows were phenomenal to interpret, and they're beautiful shows. One of the lovely things about this work is that I get to meet so many people. I get to work with wonderful interpreters, and I love providing service to deaf people. I, I love being around deaf people. I'm comfortable being around deaf people. It's something I just, it's, I'm at home doing this work.